When life bumps up against you, you have the choice to pucker up and put on a sour face or mix it up with ingredients like resilience, persistence, and grace into the delectable concoction only you can serve. We are Greer McVeigh and Whitney Wiley, speakers, authors, and entrepreneurs. We're also sisters, and since we were children, we've made a habit of turning challenges into the lessons and launch paths of our lives. Each week, we'll discuss the recipes that will turn your biggest challenges into the building blocks of the successful and fulfilling life of your dreams. On occasion, we'll include experts and thought leaders who'll join the party and you're always invited to. Join us as we share the sweet highs and sour lows and every drop of life in between. Along with our guests, we help you shake and stir your own lemons into lemon drops. Welcome to the Life, Lemons, and Lemon Drops podcast. Hi, and thank you for joining me for another episode of Life, Lemons, and Lemon Drops. I'm Whitney Wiley, and today I am flying solo. That means there is no Greer McVeigh with me today. I am going to be talking about the concept of boundaries and boundaries as a way of moving you towards increased, improved productivity. The last couple of episodes, we've been talking about sort of setting boundaries as a way of protecting your mental and emotional health. And so I'm just gonna pivot that a little bit, shift it and look at how you can use the same sort of boundaries for protecting something different, your time. And maybe in that respect, a little bit of your sanity as you get control over what may seem like an uncontrollable monster when you've got lots of things on your plate. So I am a big believer in time management by um, using blocking, uh, time blocking as a mechanism. And when I use my calendar, I block out basically every minute. Every minute has a purpose, right? And the purpose can be work, it can be play, it can be for spontaneity, but you want to make sure that you have assigned every moment a purpose. That way, you know how you have used it and whether or not you are using it in a way that matters to you. So for instance, if you look at a a typical workday, say pick a Thursday and you get up in the morning, you get dressed, you go to work into the office, or if you are working at home, you go to wherever your workspace is. You've got items to do, things that you need to do right, to get your work accomplished. When the work day is done, what are you doing with the rest of the day? You can't, you may have housework that needs to be done. You may need to spend time with your family, 
you may want to spend time with friends. It, ultimately, it doesn't matter what it is you're doing or what you're blocking into your calendar. It's just that you are doing it. And if what you need is a night of binge watching, give yourself permission and the freedom to do that by setting aside the time and saying, this is what I'm going to do specifically with this time. So I want to um, share with you how I've come to this place and how it can be beneficial for you. And what I found is that actually being a little more restrictive and how I look at my time has allowed me to have more free time. And that may seem counterintuitive, but I think it's important that you see that instead of looking back over your day and going, well, what did I do today? What did I get accomplished? That you can actually measure what you've done and you can actually look at your free time your spontaneous time your whatever you choose to call it I just call it free time but whatever however you're choosing to look at that that you actually used it doing things that matter to you rather than looking back and wondering how you wasted so much time. It's not wasted time if you intended to spend it that way. So if you want to nap when you're not working and you're not with friends or you're not with family, if napping is your thing, it, it, it works for me. But if napping is your thing or playing tennis, out for a walk, enjoying nature, going for a hike, playing tiddlywinks, table tennis, whatever it is. If that is how you want to spend your time, then it's all good. So I've got five steps that I want to share with you or five tips that I want to share with you that I hope you will find helpful in bringing together a plan that will make you feel not only productive, but rested and uh, that allows you to take advantage of time to do things that you really enjoy and not always putting things off to the future. We tend to do that a lot. We are working, working, working with the plan of doing something fun, taking a vacation, going to visit friends, going to have lunch, rather than incorporating, integrating those things into our lives on a regular basis. We tend to work, work, work and in order to be able to do nothing. And I am suggesting to you that if you would be a little more intentional about how you structure, how you put boundaries around your time on the regular, you can actually incorporate more time for enjoying 
relaxing, rejuvenating on a regular basis and not get to a point where you feel like you are overworked, overwhelmed, and in need of, I've got to actually take a vacation, right? Because you've worn yourself down. So the five steps, the five tips that I'm going to talk about is to see the end. What is it that you want? What is your vision? I talk about vision a lot on this program because I think it sets the tone. If you don't know what you want, then anything will do. And in reality, you'll end up with something that you don't want. So keep the end in mind. Have a vision for how you want your life to look, how you want it to feel, and then how you want to feel at the end of each and every day. Do you want to fall into bed exhausted and tired? Do you want to go to bed each night feeling peaceful and calm, feeling productive? Uh, maybe a combination of those, right? That you have done the very best that you could throughout the workday. You have utilized your creative juices and your analytical talents and, and maybe some physical exertion as a part of that. So you are mentally, mentally and emotionally tired at the end of the day, which will help you sleep well. But at the same time, you are peaceful and calm because you got done the things that needed to get done. And you feel good about that. And that's the point. You want to feel good about the day. So have a vision, see the end, then be intentional, make a decision to be intentional. I would say make time to make time. That's the, that's the boundary piece of this. That is the structure piece of this or the start of the structure anyway, which is to get after you have some clarity about what it is you want to sit down, to actually make the time so that you can look at your time, pay attention to it and get specific about how you want to spend your time. It's very easy to have like a long to-do list and look up and realize that you didn't actually plan the time to do it. It's one of those things that in working that we tend to forget that we have to make the time to make the work, right? We, we end up with lots of meetings. We are socializing. We're doing all sorts of things. And then we look up and wonder where the time went and why we didn't actually have time to get the work done. You've got to schedule in the work. You don't just say work right? That's <laughs> that, that in my work day is from nine to five. When are you actually going to get XYZ project done? When are you going to actually make the time to have a conversation with someone that needs to happen in order to get that project done? 
right? You have to plan these pieces out. And the more you can plan them out, the more you actually can take back your time, which leads to the next one, which is to plan it out, write it down. So you get intentional by saying, I'm going to make time. I say on a, a regular basis, you should be looking at your, your vision in long-term, mid-term, and short-term blocks, right? So maybe you've got a project when you look at your, your your life in general, and then you break it down in the, into the various parts and things that you want to address. A, a tool I would suggest you use is called the Wheel of Life. It is available. You can Google it. I will put a link in the show notes for you. And you can start to get a handle on what areas of your life actually need addressing. You go through the, the wheel it, and, and rate your, the different categories from zero to 10. You get an idea of how in alignment, how in balance, how smooth the wheel is. There are no right or wrong answers. You may find it is a bumpy wheel. You may find that it's really smooth and you may find that if it's bumpy, you're okay with that. The bottom line is that you need to look at where you are, where you want to go, and then put together a plan to get there. So the will of life is a tool that you can use to help you figure out where things are uh, in your vision. Then you start breaking things down. Are you spending enough time on your relationships? Are you spending enough time on your health? Are you spending enough time working on your finances? And if you go through that exercise and find that you are not, and you want to make some changes, then you want to sit down periodically and not or periodically and regularly in order to get some handle on how you're gonna move forward. So maybe you revisit your vision annually or every six months. And then you're breaking that down into its categories and there are categories that maybe it's okay for you to address uh, big picture every six months, every quarter. Or maybe you realize it's something that you need to be on top of weekly. Work would be one of those things. I would think relationships, nurturing your relationships would be one of those things that you want to be really connected to on a regular basis. Some things could be periodic or more periodic. Others would need to be more regular. Only you know and only you can decide for your life. That may mean weekly sitting down, taking a few moments with your calendar, your phone, a pen, a journal, planner, whatever tools you use, sit down and think about what do I have on the horizon for this week or for the month, right? To start with the month. What am I I looking at over the course of this next month? making sure you have those hard stops, things that appointments that are um, calendared 
already there so that you can see what is left. And then you can fill in the rest from there. So you start maybe with a month, you break that down every week, let's say Saturday or Sunday, you sit down, you look at the week ahead, you add anything that wasn't there from your, when, you're, when you did it for the month, then you look at um, each and every day what you have and how you're going to fill those days in so that you have time to take a walk in the middle of the day, right? What a luxury, but at the same time, it's probably something that should be on your calendar and a non-negotiable. Get outside, get some sun, get some air, clear your mind in the middle of the day. It doesn't have to be extensive. You don't have to go for four miles. Just take a walk five minutes out the door and five minutes back. You will find that your productivity will increase your um, physical, mental, emotional health will increase. The sunshine is good for you air is good for you and taking a break you'll find it's good for you so make this time so that you can take back your time and it will actually create more time for you in the sense that you don't feel like at the end of the day or the end of the week or end of the month what did I get accomplished I, I don't feel like I got anything done because you'll actually be able to see the hard evidence of what you got done. The next one is to plan and write that. And then next is to be disciplined. So I say be disciplined, but be flexible. And being disciplined simply means that if you've got it written down, it's something that gets done. You don't negotiate with yourself about whether or not you will or you won't. The time for that was before you put it in the calendar. Once you put it in the, on your calendar, it is something that gets done. You write it down, you get it done. And the reason that it's important to write it down is when it comes to goal setting, and while this isn't technically about goal setting, but when you're writing things down, you are making a commitment to yourself to get it done. You are increasing the likelihood that you'll actually accomplish what you set out to accomplish. And it provides a way for you to hold yourself accountable. So you can hold yourself accountable by check marks, or I have a, uh, a friend, uh, a member of one of my mastermind groups. She uses a V instead of a check and V is for victory. So she puts a V on it to say that she was victorious over that particular thing. Whatever works for you, you can use stars. You wanna put gold stars in your calendar. Um, do that. You can do that electronically. You can do it with actual little gold stars. Whatever it is that makes you feel better about having gotten it done. And with that, I would say that the last one is to enjoy. Enjoy what you're doing. Both the things that are, let's say, mandatory 
as well as those things that are voluntary, those things that you are choosing to do specifically for fun. You choose work, you've cho chosen the type of work you're doing, you've chosen the place you're doing it, right? So it's all choice. And in that sense, it's all voluntary. But once you've made the commitment and you're working someplace, let's just say, um, notwithstanding how words matter, that you are doing what you are supposed to be doing. So um, I, the way this really came about for me was my latest transition from student to first employee and then entrepreneur. And when I made the decision to go back to school the last time I went to school uh, and I was studying for my master's degree, I got really clear about how I was spending my time. Up until making the decision to go back to school, right? I had a life that was pretty much, I could do what I want as I wanted without any real regard for how I was spending my time or feeling pressured about it. I went to work, I came home, I did whatever I wanted to do for fun. I played tennis, um, I got out and exercised. I would occasionally have happy hour with the girls or whatever, but I was single and I um, didn't have anything else that was asking for, you know, making requests of my time. So it was real easy to just sort of go about and do what I wanted. Then I became part of a couple, right, which requires a level of commitment and sharing of time. And then after that, I went back to school. And that is when it became really crystal clear that I needed to be um, very, very intentional about how I was spending my time. And it had been a good 10 years since I had given that any thought when I had had sort of that same level of commitment to time when I was in law school. So when, when I was in law school, I was a single mother. And I was very, very clear about how I was spending each and every moment. When that was over and I was just working, it became less so. But in reality, it is a lesson whether you have lots of demands on your time or fewer. The way you want to feel at the end of the day should still dictate how you are managing your time. And the, the second iteration, the most recent one, just helped me to recommit to that concept of how I wanted to spend my time, how, I want, how productive I wanted to feel, and how I would go about doing that. So I learned lots of lessons when I was in law school. And at that point, I really had no time. I had a son who was involved in sports. I was working full time. I had school that 
was four hours a night for actual class. And then uh, the commute time, I was at some point, I was commuting maybe three hours a day and then homework time. So, you know, there are only 24 hours in a day and I was committed to being a hands-on parent um, and being at each and every event that my son was involved in. So it just required that one, I get really creative about how I spent my time, but to be very intentional about it too. And then I took the lessons from that, even though I hadn't done it for 10 years um, when I went back for the master's degree and reinvigorated that concept and the intentionality of that to move forward. So I, I want you to know that I understand. <laughs> I understand that you could say, well, you don't know all the things I have to do. And you're right. I don't know all the things you have to do, but I do know that there are people busier than you who are figuring it out and everything is figure outable. So if you want to, if you're committed to, you can get to a place where at the end of each and every day, you're filling all the things that you want to fill. The bottom line is you need to know what that is. You need to know what that is because you will make it easier to get there if you take the time to get connected to what that is, what it looks like, what it feels like, and, and not run from what you don't want, but run toward what you do want. So to the degree that you can make a ritual out of this, a routine out of this, you should, and it will make it much easier for you. As I said, if you make time, you can make time. Be disciplined. Plan out what it is. See it, right? It, it, that, that's the other thing about planning it out, putting it on a calendar. I color code my calendar now. So both my handwritten journals color coded and my electronic, I use um, Google that populates on my desktop as well as on my phone. So I have it with me. I have a desk calendar. It's color coded, color coded a, um, a, a planner that is also color coded. And, and that helps me to see transitions. It helps me to see those things that are business focused, you know, revenue generating, um, relational health spiritual, you know, each of these has a color so that I can see that I am spending my time in the areas that matter to me, that I'm actually spending my time doing those things. And I challenge you to explore a system that will allow you to do the same. So instead of letting, you know, life overwhelm you, overtake you and feel like, you know, a failure because you can't 
manage your time or you can't do all the things that you want. Stop and think about what it is that you want and make sure that those things are truly what you want. And if they are, make the space for them on the regular. Don't just focus, focus, focus on you know, work and then wonder why you don't have a time to take vacation. Why, why do you feel like you can't take time for a vacation or don't have the financial resources to take a couple of days off or that you don't have time to nurture your relationships, whether it's with the bros or you know, girls night or whatever it is. Don't just let life happen to you in such a way that you are not living the life that you want. You only get one and, and you only get one, right? YOLO, you only live once to be about, you know, jumping out of airplanes and, you know, the big gestures. You only live once is about the little things as well. It's about the everyday things and being in them, in the moment, being focused and of one-pointed attention as you were doing the things that you're doing on a daily basis. Apply that same mindset if you only live once to the big things and the little things. And while I cannot guarantee it, I am pretty sure that you'll find that that will help you to enjoy all the things, big or small. And as you enjoy them, when you look back, you won't feel, you won't have to ask the question, what did, what did I do with my day? What did I do? What happened this week? What did I do this month? Where did my life go? Because you'll have been in each and every moment and connected to them and you'll know exactly what it is you did, what it is you accomplished, what it is you felt. And it'll be what you want. So with that, I want to thank you for joining me for this episode of Life, Lemons, and Lemon Drops. And if there's anything I can do to be of service in helping you with setting boundaries, with your time management, with accountability, please reach out the information about the will of life and my contact information will be in the show notes. I am here for you. Hopefully we will be back as a team uh, for the next episode. But until then, have a great week and take care. Thanks for joining us for Life, Lemons, and Lemon Drops. 
If you like our show, please share with your friends. And if you haven't already, subscribe, rate, and review the show on whatever platform you listen to this podcast. Your questions, comments, and feedback are welcome. You can find out more about us at lifelemonslemondrops.com. 